If someone is wearing a mask, uh, they're not doing it to represent what political party they're in or what candidates they support. They might be doing it because they've got a five-year-old child who's, who's been going through cancer treatments. They, they might have vulnerable adults in their life uh, who, are, who are currently up COVID and are fighting. And so again, I would just um, love to see our state as part of being North Dakota smart, also be North Dakota kind, North Dakota empathetic, uh, North Dakota understanding to do this thing. I'm afraid there's no room for that in modern America, sir. That's oh, the governor of North Dakota, Governor Burgum, with a really pretty interesting speech where he said, "Let's can we get away from this whole mask divide? And he mentioned North Dakota smart a couple of times, which I was unaware of that term, but I guess that's a thing that they, uh, that they use in North Dakota. I'm from South Dakota. We think people who live in North Dakota are crazy. Do you know how cold it is up there? Right. Um, and definitely not smart. But the idea that there should be no mask shaming, you don't know what somebody's individual situation is uh, with yeah. their decision for being more concerned about health than you are. Yeah. So uh, how about you just let that go? There are bigger things to concern yourself with. Now, there are a number of uh, viral videos these days that are mask-related from Shoppers being hounded out of grocery stores for wearing masks to, uh, and and we'll I think we're going to play this one for you for wearing a mask or not wearing a mask for not wearing a mask. Okay, yeah, two uh, belligerent people refusing to wear masks and fighting employees. To uh, to the, the woman in Central Park with her dog, perhaps you've seen that video screeching at a guy, and it's just I think was that mask related? Uh, no, that was uh, le- dog leech. That was dog leash related. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that one of those Karen videos? Or is yes, that just... the, oh, yes, the whole Karen phenomenon. It's, <laughs> it's the boomer phenomenon, phenomenon of this week. We'll have a new one for you next week. But also getting a tremendous amount of attention, of course, the giant gathering of mostly nude uh, youngsters at the Lake Partially of the Ozarks. Partially nude. Yeah. Partial, yeah. Most, yeah. Uh, that's right. Mostly nude implies that most of them were completely nude. No, they're all in swimsuits. Okay. Yeah, but um, all over the country, I mean, you can pick your state and your 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 favorite <laughs> lake, pool, whatever. That's true. It Absolutely. looks like spring break. I mean, people are just jam packed in there, no masks, shoulder to shoulder everywhere, and that happened all over the country. And I don't know. Actually, you, you talked to uh, or you listen to health experts. They might have been spreading it around in a way that's healthy for all of us. I have no idea. I have no idea at this point. Yeah, I, I've got to admit, I find the herd immunity argument pretty compelling that young healthies are doing us all a favor by swapping it back and forth. Now, obviously, I, I'm not an idiot, and I know people. I am not an idiot. Who have, uh, yeah, <laughs> feel free to disagree. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. <laughs> um, I know people who who have uh, close family members who are fighting the COVID and or have died from it. So uh, this is not a cavalier, but uh, viruses and, and epidemics, pandemics, whatever, are very similar to, uh, there was an old, uh, it's funny, it stuck in my head for some reason. There was an old shampoo commercial uh, when I was a little kid. You know, everything makes an impression. And some woman said, uh, I told two friends about it, and we told two friends, and so on, and so on, and 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 it so that obviously the number of little boxes on the TV went from one to two to four to sixteen, et cetera. And it was kind of an interesting um, illustration of exponential growth for a young man. Maybe that's why I remembered it. But anyway, viruses are like that. If they say, "All right, who do I infect next?" I'd like to infect you. 
It's like, and you say, no, nah, I have antibodies. And they say, damn it, all right, I want to infect you. And then, and they can't find anybody who doesn't have antibodies. It, just go, it goes away. It's like a rumor. If nobody wants to hear the rumor, it goes away. And so it could certainly be argued that the more young healthies who get this and have no symptoms or whatever, as long as they don't kill granny, and again, I'm not being cavalier, it's a good thing for all of us. But everybody's so fevered right now. Nobody wants to, you know, just have a calm, rational discussion. I can't remember. Are you an idiot or not? Uh, no. You're not an idiot. No, I'm a non-idiot. Um, someone we know did uh, text this, and I thought this was really interesting because I've been in this for over a long time. I didn't know anybody who had it at all. And now I know I know one person whose wife has it. And that's all. Now, I don't have a very big circle of people because I don't do anything or go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But that that's it. And then we got a text from somebody who said, last week I knew no one who knew someone with it. Now I know five people people that have, have it. Including one in the ICU. And that's, you know, how quickly that can change, I guess. But. Yeah, and it's in an area, and, and I have not uh, asked for permission to disclose anything, so I'll be very vague, but it's it's in an area that has not had a, a, a really serious problem by anybody's standards. Um, but it's still around. Yeah. I don't want to get it. Although I may have had it, so I assume I've had it. Yeah. Um, apparently trending on uh, something trending on Twitter means nothing, right? Correct. In terms of whether it's important, true, you, you or, or, or even whether people are in favor of it. Yeah. It, it, trending does not mean people are in support of this thing. It might be 50-50. This is the most stupid thing I've ever heard in my life. And listen to this, guys. So you don't know. Or it could be 90-10. It's stupid. Good point. Good point. Okay. It's like, is the country heading in the right direction or wrong direction? 80% of people say wrong direction. Half of them want it more conservative. Half of them want it more progressive. So what do you do? (laughs) Exactly. Anyway, something that is trending apparently is, and I'm not exactly sure I might have it wrong here, but it's not the point. Hashtag Jimmy Fallon is over. Apparently, they came up with a picture of him doing blackface on SNL way back in the day, and uh, he has to answer for that now. I think that's a sign the country's getting better, right? I think if this it is. catches on and we have a conversation Indeed. about whether or not Jimmy Fallon can be on The Tonight Show and he has to apologize, I think that means we're getting back to normal. Right. If we have time for that sort of freaking stupidity. If we're willing to ruin somebody who has spent many decades establishing themselves as a fine person... For something he did many decades ago, when it wasn't condemned. I think it was on Saturday yes, Night Live. Yes, we're, we're freed up. We're ready to roll again. America's I'll, back. I'll have to confirm that. But if it was on Saturday Night Live, so if it aired nationally, nobody cared at all. Right. <laughs> Presentism, Jack. That's my religion, and I'm fervent. I will stone you in the public square for doing something that was fine at the time, at the time, because it's not fine now. Critical race theory. Anywho. Yeah, oh, it's, uh, savage, it's savagery. Speaking of savagery, the DCRs, folks, just be on your guard. Desperate cannibalistic rats coming to a town near you. The restaurants are closed. The dumpsters are empty. The rats are desperate. They are eating each other. They are eating you. They Barbaric. are they're, they're desperate. Yeah, and some of the details are gruesome, and we can bring those to you. Have you heard about this? The cannibalistic desperate rats? Yeah, you. it's worth knowing.
Armstrong and Getty Show. Sir, I'm asking you to stop. Please don't come close to me. Sir, I'm asking you to stop recording me. Please don't come close to me. Please take your phone off. Please don't come close to me. I'm taking a picture of calling the cops. Please, please call the cops. Please call the cops. I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Please tell them whatever you like. All right. You had to take it racial, baby. What, what, what? So, uh, you're familiar with the expression Karen? It's a complaining, belligerent, middle-aged white woman, essentially. It's the, can I talk to the manager energy? Yeah. Has a haircut. Has everything. It's the okay (laughs) boomer of this, like, week and a half. Yeah, it'll be gone and tired, Uh, and uh, you'll be, you'll be embarrassed for having said it in a week. Exactly. So, it's like, it's like Crocs, yeah. Um, But this uh, woman who was, uh, she had her dog off leash, and this guy who's an avid birder and was looking at the birds and whatever said, hey, listen, I'm... An avid birder. According to her sister who posted the video online. His sister, rather. Um... Uh, and and he said, listen, could you put your dog on the leash? The the rules say the dog's got to be on the leash. And she went crazy and said she was going to call the cops on him and the rest of it. Now, we didn't see what happened before the video started rolling, which is always an interesting thing. Sounds uh, pretty reasonable. Though. Nick Sandman, for instance, there at the Lincoln Memorial should have taught us all sure. that yeah. uh, context often matters completely. But True that. But the guy sounds pretty reasonable in that audio. Uh, yeah, he absolutely does. He's and, done some follow-up interviews, too, and he sounds like someone who is an avid birder. Okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. yeah, they're not generally known for their malevolence and uh, aggression or right short exactly. temper. I'm an <laughs> avid birder who gets in a lot of bar fights. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Sentence never spoken. <laughs> uh, but so at any rate, one aspect of the video of this is she's got her dog suspended by its neck. And the thing's going crazy. And trying she's, to breathe? Yeah, and she's like trying to like control her dog, but up in the air, and it's really troubling. And the rest of it is she's going crazy. Well, the investment company that employs her um, has placed her on administrative leave. Ah, oh, boy. The good folks at Franklin Templeton. We take these matters very seriously, and we take do not which condone... which matters seriously? We do not condone racism of any kind. Well, the woman apparently was laying it on thick. Not apparently. I've seen the video. That I'm going to tell them an African-American man is threatening me. She did that. She was on the phone with the cops, right. and she oh, repeated and, it. And if it wasn't for his perspective, if all we had of this scenario was her phone call recording to 911 of the cops, we would all have a drastically different oh, understanding of this scenario. Right, yeah. right. And Boy. he's saying, I'm not threatening you. I'm just standing here. What are you talking about? Man, everybody needs to tape everything. I should just run around, walk around with my phone rolling all the time. Well, it's uh, the fashion is... something happens. You know, all those wild wreck videos you see, traffic wreck videos you see, it's because a lot of countries around the uh, world, people have uh, dash cam mm-hmm. recorders that run all the time. They just buffer, you know, and... And if you ever stop it and say print, then you save whatever. But, yeah, it's huge in Russia, I know. But, anyway. That's how you see those plane crashes and meteors. Yeah. Right. Yeah, good, good examples. Uh, while we are in the process of investigating the situation, the employee involved has been placed on administrative leave. Uh, l- later Monday, the woman, uh, and, and I'm not going to give you her name because, look, the whole dragging somebody out into the light of international scorn almost always ends up being... Brutal and out of proportion, and and people just uh, the whole Puritan game where you know you you find somebody else sinning and you go crazy and you put them to death. It's just it's it's disgusting no matter who's doing it. But I anyway. don't like what and she, this woman's an idiot. Yeah, she's an idiot. I don't like what she did. But this whole you got to lose your job then if you did something wrong like that. 
nor, can it work its way through whatever court system we have? If you made a false claim, then pay whatever price that is. But what's the whole you lose your job? Well, she's also lost her dog, Jack. Later uh, that day, she allegedly turned her adopted pooch back to the local animal shelter. As of, uh, well, the statement from Abandoned Angels Cocker Spaniel Rescue said in the statement, as of this evening, the owner has voluntarily surrendered the dog in question to our rescue while this matter is being addressed. So, uh, nice job, lady. So here's a couple of things I came across while we were uh, taking a little break. The end of meat is here. No, it isn't. An opinion piece in the Washington Post. If you care about the working poor, about racial justice, and about climate change, you have to stop eating animals. Wow, we're going to see some... Don't do it. You know, with the Olympics uh, not going on, this is going to be some uh, Olympian-sized leaping. I couldn't bring myself to even read the article, but I did wonder to myself, (laughs) in what way, what's the racial injustice from eating meat? What's that one? Do you know that one? Uh, The poor people are usually the ones who are working at the meat plants. Uh, tend to be people of color, immigrants, that sort of thing. And they get the COVID as well. Do you want them to die? But if we didn't have meat plants... Is them dying worth your pork chop? But we didn't have meat plants, they would automatically have some better job? Yes. Oh, yes. They'd be living the high life. (laughs) Uh. Drinking champagne. Dancing until midnight. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's why all this critical race theory stuff is such a bunk. Also, the NBA is in talks to resume its season at Walt Disney World Resort. Uh, hasn't been released yet, at least as far as I've seen, like how they're going to put the season together. They're going to play regular season in the playoffs. Who gets it? Blah, blah, blah. Any of that. But they are absolutely in talks, and people are thinking it might happen. I'll tell you what. If you can uh, put on a novelty golf match with Phil and Tiger and Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Charles Barkley and the rest of it and get huge ratings and $30 million plus dollars donated and the rest of it, yeah, people want to watch live sports again. I mean, that was fun in a lot of ways. Eh, really interesting if you're a golfer, but like a real Major League Baseball game right now, I'd walk out of here right now and go watch it. There wasn't a game yesterday for the first time since when, Sean? 1880, a Major League Baseball game on Memorial Day. Hadn't, hadn't wow. done that since 1880. Wow. Wow. I am back on the, I believe something will happen with the NBA. If I'm a betting man, I'm betting that something, some sort of semblance of the playoffs happened. 140 years of baseball tradition derailed by the uh, Chinese bat fever that they covered up. We've had several viruses during that period of time that killed more people. Oh, yeah. And we kept playing baseball. But y- anyway. It's a different country. Yeah. Uh, and this, this one is from the overthinking it department. Is it time to stop clapping for healthcare workers? An organizer thinks so. I don't know if you've been following this, where they they clap for nurses and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, they walk home from the hospital, yeah. To maintain the positive impact that it's had so far, it's best to stop at its peak, said someone who started clap for our carers. Please clap. Thank you, Jeb. Jeb! Oh, is it time this, to stop right. clapping for healthcare workers? Is it time to stop having so many articles? <laughs> there are officially now too well, many articles. This actually, <laughs> but this is actually in the New York Times. Oh God! Wow, that's why I said it's from the overthinking things department. Yeah, I no mean, jeez, if you got time to worry about this, the, the the no crisis must be too bad. Should we stop clapping for them next week, or would that be too late? What are you <sighs> freaking talking about? Uh, oh, I stopped geez. clapping based on science and data. <laughs> oh, boy. That was good. That was very good. Somebody says that we stopped clapping on Tuesday. That was really good. That was well-crafted, young Sean. <laughs> uh, 
there, boy. Hilarious. Although I tell you what, sometimes those things do become obligatory, and then stopping them becomes a thing, as the kids say. And nobody's quite sure how and when. I don't know. It's just... <laughs> Just let it happen. Can we just let it happen? <laughs> Too many articles. <laughs> Good gracious. Oh, and then the TV series Grant, which I recorded last night. I forgot. Surely um, it's at the website. Oh, History yeah, Channel, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the modern world, you don't have to worry about catching something. Right. They'll um, probably rerun it every, you know, ten times a day, too. The miniseries about Ulysses S. Grant that is on the History Channel, and it is supposed to be fantastic. The reviews are great. They said, if you like miniseries, this is a cut above. Oh, this is a it. different level of quality. Part of it is because it's from the Ron Chernow book about Grant that I read last year, and it's just fantastic. And those of us who grew up in an era dominated by uh, southern school books that gave us a completely wrong idea about who a U.S. Grant was. Hmm. This gets turned around in this uh, this miniseries. Nice. Yeah. But it's, nice. it's supposed to be really great. I saw a little bit of it. Ooh. It, the, some of the scenes from the Civil War are uh, oh. realistic. I was just rereading some Walt Whitman over the weekend because I'm better than you and more literate. Um, <laughs> wow. I, it just happened to pop up in my article feed. But, yeah, you forget how gruesome that war was and what a test it was for the country. Well, you'll see it when you watch that. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Listen, you got to come see us when you come to New York, VP Biden. I will. It's a long way until November. We got more questions. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. It don't have nothing to do with Trump. It has to do with the fact I want something for my community. I would love to see Take you. Take a look at my record, man. I extended the voting racks 25 years. I have a record that is second to none. The NAACP has endorsed me every time I've run. The war, I mean, come on. Take a look at the record. So that turned into a couple of day story there, and um, we we talked about this earlier, and we stand by all our comments. I do. Um, I don't remember them, but I stand by them. Check it out at the podcast if you uh, want to. Uh, if I recall, you thought it was abhorrent that he said it. I thought it was just him saying what is clearly true and has been true for a long time. No, I don't think it's abhorrent that he said it. I'm glad he said it. I'm. I think it's abhorrent that uh, that black people have been duped into voting for the same party over and over again to their detriment. But regardless, my my my. Uh, uh, my point was, um, so Larry Kudlow, one of your chief economic advisors to the president, just came out and said the third quarter is going to be the greatest rebound in the in the history of America or something like that. Mm. Third quarter could be the fastest growing quarter in U.S. history. Which wouldn't surprise me a bit. Love to see it. But the Bi- Biden saying things, the economy, obviously the virus, all the different things going on in the world. There are so many things to happen between now and the election in November. Any polling is completely pointless. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not just minor minor ripples. Giant economic issues. Big countries that are on the verge of doing things. <laughs> North Korea, China, yeah. Iran. Great article that um, we posted at the website about Iran. It's in the New Yorker by Dexter Filkins. You can listen to it if you don't want to read a long article. Mm, my eyes get so tired although that would be competing with radio but it is so good iran is just barely hanging on as a country and like his regime are teetering yeah the regime how interesting the real question is not 
do they last. It's just what direction does it implode when it implodes. Wow, I hope he's right. Uh, he spent a long time there interviewing a whole lot of people. It's really interesting. And, stuff. and does he have any uh, significant fear that it will implode into something worse? Uh, the Republican, the the uh, Republican Guard—that's what mm-hmm. they're called. We yeah. killed their leader recently. They yeah. run the country now. That is pretty clear. And uh, they could end up taking over the country. Mm. I suppose that's definitely a possibility. Mm. Um, but anyway. Between Iran and China and North Korea and the economy and the virus and all the things that both Biden and Trump will say and do. Right. Each of them capable of saying things that are the news story of not only the day, but the week in some cases. Yeah. yeah how many of these Trump things? Is... I mean, like, just off the top of your head, how many things will there be between now and November? 11. Yeah, T billion. <laughs> Eleven T billion. <laughs> oh, bit positive. of a number by committee there. Positive, Sean. You're on a roll. Not, uh, not well, counting, well, not counting the stupidest of daily stuff that you don't even remember well, three right. days later. But what I was going to say, there are always stories and controversies and issues swirling. But everything like, swirling right now is of enormous consequence. Like the Biden one could have lasting effect uh, in the black community. That will be used in ads clear up to the election. I hope so. So, um, uh, Hillary's basket of deplorables, easily, I agree with analysis that says that lost her the election. She doesn't say that. She's president of the United States. It's, it's 50 times more significant than any Russian Facebook posts. Exactly. Which has um, gotten coverage way beyond, way out of proportion. But if things in that category, God, I'll, bet, I'll bet there's going to be 30 things. Well, and if Joe and Biden election. wanders off into the woods and the cops have to find him with a helicopter... Uh, that, that that would be one of those things that could happen. As Jonah Goldberg always says, at what point does Biden say, get these squirrels off of me? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, yeah, Joe is not right. He is not right. This idea is a bunch of malarkey. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He's not. Biden is not into the get these squirrels off of me territory, but he's uh, he's somewhere between me and there. And he's closer to there than me. Yes. Um. Yes. Well, and in his prime, he was just too much of a goof and a loose cannon to get elected. Famously running repeatedly and getting one or two percent. And his prime was what, 80s? Late 80s, maybe? 80s, 90s. I would say Obama's first term. You know, in a parallel universe, Joe Biden runs for president and wins. But, you know, even. Against Obama? (laughs) No, no. In the parallel universe, Obama's. in the parallel universe, the guy he ran against for Senate in Illinois gotcha. didn't drag his wife into an orgy right. and lose his enormous lead to the young upstart community organizer, Barack Obama, who's handsome, funny, and makes good speeches, and suddenly was president somehow. Twist and turns of history, man. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, where were There's we? going to be so many exciting things happen oh, yeah. between now and the election. That's I think Trump is inoculated, though, from any sort he's, of gas. He's in a weird situation. We, we There used to be a radio show on in the same town we were in years and years ago when we were basically only in one city. So this was a long time ago. But we would get in trouble for saying things, like in real trouble, like activists, you know, doing letter writing campaigns and picketing outside the station and stuff like that. And there was another show in town that would say way worse stuff all the time. Yes. And never get in any trouble whatsoever. Yeah. And it it became clear pretty quickly that, well, you expected them to say stuff like that. 
we were supposed to be better than that. Well, I guess. according to who? Well, <laughs> yeah. I now guess. you know. What, what we, How do you like us now? What we said was taken more seriously, uh, I guess. Which is a compliment, I, in a way. It's a compliment in a way, but yeah. it's a different standard. We were yeah. playing by different rules for for society than that other radio show was saying. Right. Like, like, like if we did a... Uh, a racial voice, we were going to get in trouble. If they did it, nobody even noticed. See, si, senor. That applies to Trump and Biden. Trump can do all kinds of things. Right. That if Biden does them, he's going to get killed for it. Well, I would say in the the great uh, algorithm of politics, if you're running as, I'm not like Trump, I'm reasonable and sensible and the rest of it. True. And, and, and listen, Trump is a hyperbole machine. That's just, it's what he's been since he was a young real estate developer, and he remains that today. Some of us hoped he'd calm down a little bit in the White House, but eh, I've hoped a lot of things in my life. Um, but yeah, it will hurt Biden more. If he is the slow, steady, dependable old Uncle Joe, but he comes off as a mental patient, yeah, that's that's going to be a problem. So for for whatever reason, one of the... Real flashpoints in America right now is the dumpster rats. Oh, that's right. We got the desperately hungry. No, all you have to know is the restaurants are closed. The dumpsters are empty. Rats are desperate for food. And by the thousands, they're sweeping through city streets, uh, eating the unfortunate and unaware Uh, rats. They're not eating people yet. 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 Uh, But they are desperate for food and uh, rampaging rats coming to a street corner near you. And they've. Turn to rat cannibalism at such a high rate, they're yeah. finding piles of rat bones. Yeah, and and I've already patented or trademarked rat bone is the name of my band, so you can't have it. I see it as kind of a... Uh, Captain and Tennille tribute band? No, no, no. <laughs> Different direction. <laughs> yeah. It's got, you know, it's pretty hard rock, but it's got a little New Orleans in it. Okay. little jam. Oh, okay, gotcha. little jam band, but you know... Kind of Allman Brothers-y, but a little heavier. Okay. Rat bone. <laughs> there you go. If you can ever have live music. Oh, Nashville uh, reopened live music venues. Oh, really? This weekend, yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's they can only be at a third capacity and blah, 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 masks, blah, 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 the social distancing, but like the that's good to see. Theaters of thousands or like hundreds? But clubs. Clubs, okay. Clubs, yeah. Um, Boy, if you ever want to feel useless and stupid and like you're wasting your time as a musician or songwriter, go to Nashville and drop in a half a dozen clubs. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of really, really talented people that can't uh, can't make a dollar practically. Right, they're fighting the rats for dumpster food after the show, and they're just fantastic. But eh, you make art because you love art. I actually heard a guitar player on YouTube the other day say, he's a Nashville musician, and he said, in Nashville, the guy bagging your groceries will say, paper, plastic, or would you like me to melt your face with this guitar solo? <laughs> That's, that's pretty good. But he's good. working at the grocery store. Yeah. Nashville um, cats play clean as country water. Um, wow. duh, What was I going to say? And something. Oh, I thought this was big news. The CDC announced while we're on vacation that uh, the the whole getting it from surfaces really isn't a thing. I know. It's Very difficult to get it from surfaces. Yep. So, not going to get hung up on this? Go ahead. Not going to get hung up on this? Go ahead. But in the early days, you told us not to wear masks. It turns out that, that is that was a plot. Turns out but. that was th- that is the most important thing. Right, is wearing masks. Yeah, not uh, wiping down surfaces, not touching things. No masks, breathing it, get it from droplets in the air. That's how you're going to get it if you get it. I'd like to publicly announce, I'm going to remove the pin when I play golf. I'm going to bring my own rake and rake the sand traps. I'm going to grab uh, my <laughs> my players' balls. <laughs> 
my fellow players' ball, golf balls and toss it to them. Because we're not going to get the COVID from plucking the ball out of the hole. All of this is so silly. And in my mind, and I'm right, uh, ridiculous and unnecessary precautions and laws lower people's respect for precautions and laws in general. So silly. We now know you're not going to get the damn COVID from plucking a ball out of a hole. So We want you to be outside. We know that there are ways that you can even play tennis with marked balls so you're not touching each other's balls. <laughs> well, if... I tell you what, you you got to work on your separation if you're playing doubles and you're. So, but wait a second. So what they're saying right there is you got to put like a your initial on the ball so that if you know there's a ball to pick up, I'm sorry, this is your ball. You need to come over and pick it up because I can't touch yours. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, it, yes, it is ridiculous because you're not going to get the vid from a tennis ball. Secondly, anybody who's a decent tennis player at all flips the ball up with the racket and bangs it to you. You don't pick it up and throw it. You have a tennis racket in your hand. You know, we got on the conversation. This is a complete tangent. We got on the conversation last night about wearing shorts. And uh, wow. and, and how I don't and I don't ever wear shorts, and I don't think any man over the age of thirty should wear shorts. I would never wear long pants again if I could get away with it. And the New York Times agrees with me, but it just it seems pretty clear no no man should, over the age of thirty should wear shorts. But anyway, and I, and I have not, and and so my kids were asking, did you wear shorts when you were? My wife said, did you wear shorts when you were a kid? And I said, no, I didn't. We didn't. Nobody did. Wow. I didn't, and none of my friends did. Nobody huh. wore shorts when I was a kid. And in high school, nobody wore shorts. I didn't I didn't wear shorts. None of my friends wore shorts. Wow. Didn't and see I a remembered, calf until his 20s. <laughs> and I remember. Even then, it, he was aroused. He was confused. He, what is that? What I remember, my friend Andy Krebs and I, we used to play tennis all the time in jeans. We played tennis all the time in jeans. Wow. Yeah. That's cr- that's crazy for Full, my like, three life. hours in the heat in jeans. Well, and we grew up a couple hours apart. Yeah, no, yeah, that's no, funny. there was. I can't picture a kid from my youth in shorts. It seems weird to even try to picture them in shorts. Well, yeah, we had to be told by our baseball coaches you have to wear long pants or baseball pants or whatever so you can slide because nobody wants to slide in shorts because everybody's wearing shorts all the time. Pretty certain I never owned a pair of shorts. That's amazing yeah. to me. And, and we're trying to figure out, is it a cultural thing? Is it an era thing? And I said, no, I don't think it's an era thing. I think no, it's I can a, promise you it's not that. I think it's a that. cultural thing. Yeah. Uh, it's a regional cultural thing. Well, you were essentially in farm country. Yeah. When I was in more urban, suburban areas. Um, oh, yeah. When I was a little kid, there wasn't a town of more than um, 3,000 people within a very far drive where I was. Hmm. How odd. We the people on this farm. Thanks, man. But yeah, nobody wore shorts. We played we played tennis in shorts. <laughs> in jeans. In jeans, yeah. 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 And gardener gloves. Oh, and speaking <laughs> of jeans, and one more and a hard ass. One more tangent is we're running out of time. I'm for some reason I'm on the Levi's uh they they send me all the freaking emails. I gotta get unsubscribed because right. I don't need them. Yes, swipe. I, you know you should unsubscribe, but you just swipe. But I got yeah, day, exactly. day after delete. day you swipe. <laughs> but anyway, I got one the other day. Uh, bell bottoms are finally here. First ad I've seen for yes. actual bell bottoms. Levi's is making bell bottoms, and they had an ad with all the hip young, twenty something guys and girls wearing bell bottoms. So, oh boy, look forward to that. Skinny I, jeans, burn them. I won't be wearing them. Oh, High no. waisted bell bottoms. Oh, stop it! How awful does that sound? Stop it! I'll wear a pair. I'll get them. Oh huh? no, no, please don't. Better than shorts, am I right? I'd, r- I'd rather see him in John Stockton <laughs> dolphin shorts than high-waisted bell-bottoms. Yuck. Armstrong and Getty.
The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're dealing in a, in a new world now with Corona. They unleashed a virus uh, on the world that's destroyed a, a, a trillions of dollars in, in uh, American economic wealth that we're having to spend to keep our economy alive, to keep Americans mm -hmm. uh, afloat during this virus. Uh, so we're in, a, we're in a very different world. The, the cover-up that they did of the virus is going to go down in history along with Chernobyl. We'll see an HBO special about yeah. it 10 or 15 years from now. And so we're in a different place with China as we speak today. Yeah, that's that's wild. I read a long article over the weekend of how you know China's making a push to uh, to have a whole bunch of different countries gravitate to their orbit, so it can really be you know, are you with the United States or with us? Right. And uh, this guy in the Wall Street Journal was making the argument that this has really damaged them. That a lot of countries are going to come out of this saying, you know, we can't trust you. You're not reliable. You're, you're not. Dangerous. You're not. Um. Um. Uh, <clears throat> what's the word? Functional. You're not uh, efficient. Um, there's all kinds of problems with you mm. that they may have set themselves way back. I hope that's true. I think I'm supposed to know who Robert O'Brien is. That was the guy speaking. I can't remember what he is. Anybody good old remember? Bob O'Brien. Oh, he does, he does good work. Good work. Yeah. yeah, he's right there though. Yep. Uh, anyway, uh, I and no doubt what he there'll said. be there'll be books. <laughs> I don't know if there'll be a mini series. There'll definitely be a book uh, written at some point when they get to talk to enough people about how China screwed the world on this deal. Currently serving as the United States National Security Advisor. Oh. He took the new guy. He, the Flynn had the first job. Now this guy's got it. <laughs> With several in between. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, a couple of uh, vid notes. Uh, some friends of mine were referring to the vid over the weekend. I like it. I hadn't realized. Hey, you know, everybody's cool. got corona, coronavirus. That uh, I like, you know, Chairman Xi's uh, Chinese bat fever, personally, but... Because I came up with it. The vid? The vid. Yeah. Anyway, <clears throat> some vid related notes. Number one, got a rather. Uh, a significantly long note here from uh, Aileen Anonymous, a longtime listener, first time correspondent, who is an experienced homeschooler, but she's managing the education of seven children total. Only half of them are hers. Uh, that <laughs> half of seven is three and a half. Um, Aileen, so I'm not quite sure how that works, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's not get hung up here, he says to himself. The point of her note is, and it's, it's laid out in, in beautiful and frustrating and eloquent and funny detail, is that this is a weird hybrid of homeschooling and school schooling. And it's not good. It's, you know, it reminds me of the whole, uh, if you think you're multitasking, you're just doing two things badly. And she talks about, um, we have 27 Zoom or Google meets a week, often with teachers switching times, programs, and meeting passwords, if they can log on at all. Yep. Two or three of these virtual meetings operate simultaneously, while the other four or five children work online, which crashes the Internet. I have to communicate with all these teachers. They're using two or more platforms. Assignments yep. are posted scattershot among different apps, teacher pages, email addresses, or texting my private number. Um, on and on and on. Just it is... Well, it, it's doing two things badly. It's bad homeschooling, and it's bad school schooling. And I thought it was a, a really good perspective on that, and I, I appreciate her sending that. And then, gosh, this is actually from a psychologist who writes a blog that I found very entertaining. It was passed along by Justin. But one of the things he writes is, one of my housemates lives two blocks away from her boyfriend and hasn't hugged him in three months. A friend lives a town over from his parents and hasn't been able to visit, the, visit them since March. Why? Listen, I was going to say, unless you're in the Bronx, even if you're in the Bronx, go hug your friggin' boyfriend. 
And and if indeed you do this, make some sweet love as well. What I, are you I, doing? I, if I'm the boyfriend, you're not going to have to come over. I will be I will be on your front step, like uh, the day after this started. Right. And then uh, this uh, guy goes on. To, he talks about the things opening, the things not, and people's paranoia. He says, uh, my patients are mostly law-abiding, upper-class liberals who think of the lockdown protesters in Michigan, for instance, as basically death cultists. And almost all of them let casually let slip that they've gone over to their parents for dinner or visited their partner, or even had small gatherings with close friends. Um, but they think everybody else isn't or something. But literally not hugging your boyfriend? You're a lunatic. You'll both be fine. And then uh, 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 Justin went through the New York Times big cover story, 100,000 yeah. dead. that less than, And he said, listen, I started at the beginning. Shows you seven victims at a time. Their ages were 72, 89, 74, 71, 65, 86, and 93. That's the first seven. Nobody wants old folks to die. But one of the suspicions about why so many died in Italy, because they'd had a couple of consecutive extremely mild flu seasons. Mm. So they had more old, fragile people. Interesting. And they got the vid. 